Yo, Brett, what what's up, my man? I'm good, brother. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling, sipping on some, you know, and chilling. You know what? We gotta get you in South Africa. What? This thing. Yeah, I just saw. I just went through the stories. Yeah, that's the new drop. It's the shit, man. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, please, it's, please send the case over there. I'll you. do my best. I promise. It's not in South yeah. Africa yet, but we'll make sure you get some first. How's that? Please do. Yeah, please do. Please do. So, um, I I start for so your fans know who I am and yeah, and why why uh, an interview like this. I'm Brett Barish. I own a whole bunch of liquor brands: Bel Air, Bamboo, uh, uh, McQueen, Vion, Past Brands, Ace of Spades, and Doucet. I started this series a couple of years ago called Self Made. It's all about, I know the shit I went through to getting to where I am. And most people just think, you know, they see you're successful, but they just assume you just were always successful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what they assume. So yeah. I start the same way with everybody and I'm going to start it with you. What does Self Made mean to you? Uh, self Made to me, man. Um... I think, first of all, I, I always consider myself like a hustler, right? So since I was a, a young, a young one, I've always, you know, um, been like, uh, I've always betted on myself, you know? I've always, you know, thought I could do it. You know, I always, uh, I never took no for an answer. Um, if t someone told me no, I would go and learn the thing that they told me no about and do it for myself. Um, so I've always just had that drive, you know, for the past two years, two, almost three years now, I've been managing myself. Uh, and that came about because, again, I felt like, you know, I, I, I think I can do this this better. It's only been about a week and a half now that I've, I've got new management. You know what I mean? But uh, I think that's the essence and that's the spirit of uh, self-made, you know, never taking no for an answer and doing what you have to do to, to get your results. So, so I want to stick with that because when I think about your comment, not taking no, I, I think it took me 30 years to finally be able to do that do you know what really? i mean like so be able to say you know what screw it i'm tired of listening to everybody tell me no i don't care anymore like how do you think how do you think that happened for you how can you how do you have the ability to say you know what i don't care what you say i don't think i had a i don't think i was in a position to to think otherwise because you know no one else was going to do it for me i i remember um learning how to produce um, I didn't know how to produce when I, when I started out as an artist and I only started learning how to produce because I didn't feel like I was getting beats fast enough, you know? So, you know, so I asked someone to teach me how to produce and I produce, you know, 95% of my work. Um, so I, I, I was never in the position to not think like that, you know? But to me, and to me, that's special because that's what I tell my team if you're waiting for somebody for something to happen, you're too late. Yeah, it, yeah, you just yeah, got to do it yourself. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. So I, I read. So I read. If this is true, that music actually, music is something that your parents pushed on you. That it was part of you early. Correct. I mean, I mean, they always played it in the house. You know, they were, they both my parents are ordained ministers. Um, you know, <laughs> bishop now. Um, but you know, they they always played you know gospel in the house. You know. My dad was in love with country music. Um, so it always played in the house. And, you know, when I, when I expressed it in that, you know, I'm, I'm interested in music, I, I don't think it came to a, as a shock to them. Um, and they supported, they, they supported my decision. I mean, like I said, I was always a hustler and they knew if I said I was going to do something, I was going to do everything in my power to make it happen, you know? 
So when was this for music? When was it? What age? Uh, I think I got really serious about music at around 15, 16, you know. Um, I've, I'd always been performing as a, as a, as a child, you know. Um, I, I always just found a stage, you know. I always just found a piano, always just found the drums, you know. I always just found something. But when I turned 15, 16 and everyone else around me, you know, hit that, that age where we were, you know, becoming men now. And there's other guys around me, you know, uh, uh, writing music and producing. And I'm like, okay, listen, I know I have an affinity for this thing. Uh, let me get serious about it. So, you know, it almost started out as competition. Uh, and I became, you know, really serious about it, you know. Did, did uh, was it, which came, which was more important at the time, being on the stage or the music? You know what I mean? Because which was the, uh, the music? Was the the music definitely the music. I mean, because, you know, when you start making music, I don't even think you dream of the stage or you're thinking of the stage. The, the stage is foreign to you, or at least as a, uh, as a, as a performer like that, you know, um, as a rapper or a singer, you know, as a. I mean, yeah, it was just about the music. I had fun just making the music, you know. It was always a bunch of us in a room, you know, after school or during school, during our breaks. Uh, that's how it started. Who, who, do you remember who you listened to at 15, 16? Uh, definitely a lot of uh, 50 Cent. Uh, a lot of 50 Cent. That was the G-Unit era. Uh, um, yeah, 15, 16. Uh, I was just coming out of my R&B uh, phase and all of the good R&B artists anyway were, were kind of like going quiet but yeah I remember G-Unit at the top of my T.I. Uh, yeah. Grand Hustle era yeah uh, for sure yeah those are the that those two definitely pop in my head so so Drake of course Drake of course, Drake, Drake of course, of course but Drake, then I'm thinking like Chris Brown yeah of course Chris Brown you know but uh but I'm I'm thinking about who exactly was hot at that time at that time because you know? I mean Chris Brown had been hot Drake had been hot uh, but uh, yeah, Fifty Cent and Ti really at that at that stage was it was it for me? Yeah. Um, how much you you grew up partially? Did you how much time did you actually spend in the U.S. specifically Atlanta? Um, Atlanta, I think I only spent three years of my life there, um, and then I found my way back to South Africa, and then when I was six, I found my way back in in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, when I was 12, 13, I found my, myself back in South Africa in another city that I'd never lived. So, you know, each time I moved, it was to a new city on both ends of the world, whether it was South Africa or it was in the States. It was, it was a completely new city every time I moved. Do, do, you, think, do you think that, that the movements both in the U.S. and South Africa helps your music? Oh, yeah, yeah, for, for sure. I think um, it allows me to think um, a lot broader, you know, um, and also because, you know, I understand, I understand how Americans hear English um, and how the British hear English and how South Africans hear English. You know, it puts me in a, in a, in a, in a position to, I guess, tell my story across the board, you know. Um, do, do, do you remember, I guess, you know, I, I call it a break. Like, did someone give you your, there was someone out there giving you your first break? Your I mean, first my, first big, my first big break um, came from Family Tree, which is headed by Casper, um, Yves, you know, so shout out to that. That was my first big stage, like my first big put on, you know, where, where I saw like 
20,000 in a crowd, you know. I remember the fill up, fill up the dome, uh, doing that was, was crazy. That was 20,000 people, you know. So that was my, that was my, my real, my real get on. And before that, I'd just been, you know, doing it myself, you know, um, as always. But yeah, that was my first. What did first. he, what do you think he saw in you? First of all, we, we kind of grew up together, you know. So when I came back at 13, so he was one of the, the first guys, you know, I met on the streets. We didn't even go to the same school. You know, we just meet on the streets. He was a dancer. Uh, we'd meet at parties. Um, you know, literally, we'd steal our parents' cars and we'd meet up. You know what I'm saying? So that was, that was how the relationship started. He started doing music around the same kind of, you know, time. We, we had beef in the city. You know, we beefed at one time, like serious beef. Um, and then, you know, we grew older and then we just kind of sat down and said, you know what, man, like we, we both know we, we're dope at this. Why don't we just, you know, uh, you know, take it then. And we did it. Did, did, if, if, what's one thing you picked up from him? Uh, stage presence, stage presence on, on, on a hundred, you know, always, always come with the stage presence. I definitely learned my 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 crowd interaction from um from from those times yeah and what do you think he picked up from you uh hopefully he picked up musicality <laughs> you know he's always been he's always been dope but i know my my stuff was like really really on the balance of not being like too cheesy um because i really hate the cheesy shit and the you know um and like really balancing it with you know being musical and you know being above you know the rest and not mediocre you know um do you remember do you remember uh, I, I guess the feeling of you know what i think this is working this is this is something i can t continue with this i i'm here that moment those moments i mean i think there were a couple of those moments in the beginning too but i think they, those moments just keep getting grander yeah and grander and grander you know i remember like on the streets you know my first project that i, I dropped for the streets uh and like I would bump into people at parties in different cities, and they'd be like, "Oh, you, you, that, you know, that's you." I'm like, "Damn, I've been bumping you from there to there." So I remember those moments, you know, and I'd feel like I'm definitely doing something right. And then you know, it grew to, you know, radio playlisting, and that was like, "Whoa, I'm definitely, you know, doing something." Do you remember? Right. And again, people don't like to talk about it, but like I would think you'd remember that moment you heard you heard yourself on the radio. Yeah, I remember I was, I was 18. The first time I got played on the radio, I think I was 17, 18. Um, I was doing it still out of my bedroom, like I'm doing it now. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I remember the first time I was playing on the radio, for sure. Yeah. What'd you think? Like, like it was yesterday. Um, I mean, it was dope, but now that, I, now that I look back, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, everything was so grand, you know, yeah, yeah. back then. I wish I, I, wish I knew how to make money off of my music when I was 18. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wish, I wish, I wish, you know, have, having my song playing on radio wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm about to get money. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I wish I knew things like that, you know, at 18. But I mean, nothing will replace those, you know, first little moments of hope. And, you know, yeah, you know, nothing will ever replace that. But, you know, those moments just keep getting bigger and bigger. So I, I was with, do you know the artist in the US, Moneybag Yo? Do you know this other? Uh, Moneybag Yo? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So he's got the number one, he had the number one album, and then it came back again, number one, amazing. But I yeah. did it, I sat down with him for an interview with Self Made, and 
it was so cool because listening to him, and I get that feeling, he's at the top of his game, and he said, you know, I'm nervous because you're, you're like, is this shit going to go away? Is something going to happen? Is something going to gonna make this like does it keep going yeah. like this do, do, can you relate yeah. to those feelings yeah and the crazy thing is i've been following money Yo's career you know uh since years back you know um and seeing like you know he's you know he's movement and just like hit after hit and the audience getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and of course that pressure is gonna be there you know what i mean but that's why i think it's it's very important to um, always remember why you started it. Always, um, you know, remember to have fun with it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the people are going to like who the people are going to like. And, you know, God is going to give you the blessings that he's going to give you, you know. And he's going to take the blessings that he wants to take away from you. So, um, do, you do you think, getting back to the, your first comment on self-made, do you think that hustler side is, hasn't left? It's still there? Yeah, yeah for sure. And it's never gonna leave. That's never gonna leave. I already told. I was, I was telling the guys the other day that you know, I saw an interview with uh, Gucci Man, and uh, before I saw that interview, I was thinking about like, man, when am I gonna retire? But after I saw that interview, and he was like, man, fuck that. I'm I'm not retiring till I'm sixty. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. since Gucci when Gucci Man said that, I was like, man, I have no reason to ever stop hustling, or ever to ever feel like you know I need to step out. You know, I'm here. I'm here, man. Is it important, like, when you think about it like that way, do you take bits and pieces from other people? Meaning, have to. Yeah. Have, to have to. I would be a fool. I would be a fool if I thought I knew everything. You know, I, you know a man who, who, who knows everything knows nothing. Um, I don't feel like I ever stop learning. And, in fact, one of my favorite things to do is to learn. You know what I mean? So I, I, if I'm not learning, then uh, I, I know that someone's getting ahead of me slowly but surely. You know what I mean? And it's fine for people to get ahead of me, but I mean, I don't want to get complacent about it, you know? So when you were touching on, you know, you wish you had somebody telling you, is that where sh uh, Show Your Flow comes from? That idea of giving back? Is that where what? Is that where, you know, the Show Your Flow, what you're doing yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is so that where that comes yeah. from? Like, how, how do you get to the point of saying, you know what, I want to do something that's giving back to artists, trying to get artists, like, how? how how do you decide that? You know what I mean? I think, you know, it's all about timing. Um, it felt right. And I think when Steamroll actually reached out, I think there were a couple of artists that they, they had in mind. Um, but when they had the conversation with me um, and I expressed to them that, you know, I've actually been waiting for a moment like this where we could have a stage and, you know, we could put some money into, you know, a new artists and not, you know, just thrills and frills, actually recording music, actually releasing it, actually showing them the back end of what happens and giving them the knowledge um, that they can take away and repeat and grow on. You know, I think that's, um, that's something that a lot of brands are disconnected about when it comes to the culture. You know, uh, it, it's, it's all about growing it, you know, um, and, that's, and that's the best way to grow it, to actually say, okay, look, we see what you're doing. Let's help you do what you're doing and teach you to, to be better at it you know um so i think the timing was the timing was perfect and it was and it was locked down um it's still it's still locked down you know um covid is 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 really no crazy south right africa now. most people don't south africa is still getting hit like the the whole liquor world got shut down everything got shut down 
Yeah, people, people, people are having a really tough time right now. Um, you know, we haven't performed well. You know, we haven't performed for the crowds that we used to performing in a long time. Are you looking place. forward to that? Are you looking forward to getting back on stage? Of course, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm and I'm looking forward to getting paid that amount. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's where we get our money from. You know, that's that's where we get most the bulk of our money from. Um, uh, is from doing shows. So I, I can't wait to have that. You know get back to where it was 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 the pa shutdown for the past year was it creative for you was it a, did it allow you to be more creative to put more attention on music than ever before or no you know i've i've actually had a lot of time to think about that um and i don't know you know i find myself bored a lot of the times you know just sitting yeah. back like and just thinking about the situation and, and what's going on in the world. Because it's not just COVID. It's a lot of shit happening in the world. You know what I mean? And and what lockdown and, and through COVID has forced us to do is to take our time and think about these things. So, you know, um, it's been it's been depressing. Um, but at the same time, it's been, um, it's been um, you know, the, the wool has been pulled back on a, on a lot of things. And it's, and it's allowed us to slow down and actually pay attention to the things that that matter you know most so so that's interesting because i read this comment this quote from you about you're not a sentimental guy and i'm sure people yeah. bring that up to you all the time now <laughs> so what yeah. what is that when you think of music you think everything is sentimental so yeah, yeah. i mean the, the what i mean by that is i i don't i don't have a, a a situation on my mind maybe before i come to the studio you know trying to express something specific um, you know, being a producer, the way I usually start is, you know, with the music and I let the music take me to where I'm, I'm, I'm going. And if it's something sentimental that is born from that, then that's what I'm, that's where I'm going. You, you know what I yep. mean? But if it's, if it's not, and it's a ratchet ass party track that has nothing to do with anything, then that's, that's okay I'm, too. <laughs> then that's okay too. But I'm not going to wrap my brain about like, I've got to be conscious now, you know, I've got to, I've got to express this now. I've got to do this now. I let the music take me where it's going. And if it's sentimental, um, then that's where I am. You know, if it's party and good times, then that's where I am. No, but I, it's funny. I, out of all the people I've ever spoke to, no one's said it like that. But to me, that makes the most sense because it should just be about the music. What are you feeling? You know, does it yeah, sound good? Does it feel good? Does it, is it expressing something? So yeah. but when you're when you're doing an album or when you did uh, when you did Pink Panther, are you putting an album together telling a story or is it not telling a story? Is it just no, that, no, not at all, <laughs> like <laughs> like like not at all. And the thing is, like, I know I'm gonna get there. I know I'm gonna get there one day, right? Where I I I, I do this thing where I put you know a story together. Um, um, but even that story, it's, it's going to be, you know, I'm going to have to write that story out, you know, I'm going to have to put it on a board, you know, I'm going to have to really think about it. And that's going to be a conceptual album. Cool. But the way I make albums is, you know, I sit down and I make music and I make the best music of my life at that time. So it's, you know, it, it's, it's 10 songs that you think are awesome. And I want everyone to hear them. That's what they are. 10 songs that I made on different days. Some yep. of them I might have made on the same day and they're expressing different things. And this is how I felt at the time that I was making it. You know, it's that. Are there know. any other artists you think, who think like you? Um, that you come across? 
Well, I think I think most of the artists these days are like that. You know, when I think about Chris Brown, you mentioned Chris Brown. Um, when I think about Drake, you know, he doesn't have one theme throughout yeah. his whole album. Yeah. Um, if I'm to think about all the major artists, you know, if I'm to think about, you know, uh, the last time Nicki dropped, the last time, you know, uh, Wayne dropped uh, a body of uh, work. Um, you know, I think it's, I think there's a, I think there's a time and a place for that. And you expect it from a certain uh, artist of yours, like Hobson. Like, yeah. I really love Hobson, right? So if Hobson comes out the gate, I know Hobson is about to give me some really crazy storyline shit. You know what I mean? That's what I expect from him. That's what I love from him. Yeah. You know, Jay-Z could do the same. Nas could maybe do the same. Um, but you're not going to expect that from, you know, all of your favorite artists. Uh, and that, when I think about it, it's just, it's like, wow, I must like carry the same emotions through the whole album. Or like every day I get into studio, I must think about where I was last. And like, it's that, that makes my brain hurt. <laughs> if, if, you if you had to choose just one to be your own artist and, and perform and, and your own music or producer somebody else, which you, would yeah. you do? Uh, who would I produce for? I, no, no, I no. Meaning, would you, if you were just a producer for other people, or just an artist, or just an artist for yourself? I would be just. I'll just. I'll be just an artist. Just an artist. Um, that's what. I, that's what I'm trying to go to. But you know, I'm having such a hard time letting go. You know, of the <laughs> of the reins a little bit. You know, uh, but I'm. I'm definitely. I would love to just wake up and go through beats and just love all this shit. And just be like, yo, that's me right there. Let me let me do something. But you know, it gets a little it gets a little tiring. I'm not gonna lie. Um, you mentioned when we started, it's a whole new, you know, it's a week into this. You new management, new label, new everything. Yeah. Like, what does that feel like? Uh, the management. The management feels amazing. The management feels amazing because I know I have a problem with trusting people. You know, yeah. I have, I have, I have trust issues because, um, people are human beings, you know, I, I have nothing against them, you know, uh, and I'd rather trust myself before I trust the next man, yep. you know, that's yep. all it is, right? So, uh, now I have new management and she's female, you know, which I feel like is exactly the energy that I needed, um, because they think a different way. They're serious on a, on a, on a different level. I've known her for years, you know, I love the way she moves. Um, so I think everything, I'm excited because everything is as organic as I thought it would be. What makes you nervous now? What makes me nervous now is dropping new music and, and, and getting back into that seat where like, it's like, yo, I'm trying to be the fucking best now. So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm coming for everyone's next, you know? And once I come for, for people's next, I understand that once I put that pressure, on i can't i can't let my foot off so i understand that once i start this this rollout and then once i start going from once i start you know releasing this new music i can't stop for a very long time for a very so long time when when uh we have a new album coming right we have a new ep coming we have a new album coming this year for sure um new music before that too or no uh, before the album, yeah, I'm dropping the EP before the album, yeah. I'm dropping the EP just now. I don't want to give you a date, but I'm dropping any day you wake up right now, you might find some new music, and uh, and then the album is gonna come straight after that. So I I gotta plant the seed, but you know you you got some other brand I won't mention that you mention all the time in music, but we've all <laughs> we've all moved on. 
<laughs> it's no yo, longer Henny's time. To, it's Vion's yo, I, time. Yo, yo, I'm trying to move on too. I'm trying to move on too. Send me some of that. Uh, uh, you got it. I'll <laughs> send it. You got to move on. It's as Ross says. You know what? It's our time now. Yeah. What's that? What's that one called? What's that it's one? called. <laughs> it's called. Uh, for those, who, it's called Vion. Isn't it badass? Vion. Okay. Ooh, Vion. That's, that's, Okay, I've never seen that in SA. That's crazy. No, it's not there it's yet. We just launched okay. in the U.S. It's on fire. Okay, okay, I need that. I need that for sure. For sure. I call it the Henny Killer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got to get a song, and I'll, I'll I won't be the producer, but I'll, I'll be the I'll be the money behind it. How's that? <laughs> Yo, that's perfect. That's perfect. So that's perfect. If, yeah. if you could. If you could, you haven't collabed with anybody in the U.S. yet, have you? Uh, I just, I just, I just uh, did a joint with Vic Mesa. Uh, he was in the country the the, the other day, and uh, and we knocked out a song. Um, I'm talking to uh, I'm talking to Boss. Um, there's a couple of people that I'm talking to that I'm hoping you know it, it, these verses come through because I know how this thing goes and I don't want to say a lot, but the people I mentioned, I consider, you know, friends. I met Boss when he was down here in Joburg the first time, and he hit me up if I had a DM and just said, listen, bro, I really, I really love the work. I want a link. Uh, and he's kept in, he's kept, he's kept up to date with me. So, you know, um, that energy is real energy. That's why I can speak on it. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best to get the craziest features. Trust me. But I mean, at the same time, it's not just the U.S., that I'm focused on. Like, I'm open to UK. I'm open to uh, Niger. Right now, Nigeria is going crazy. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to pull as much as I can from Niger, you know? Um, who would be your top three in, 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 in Africa, including Nigeria? Top three what? You people you'd want to collab with. Uh, in SA, in SA, top three in SA. Um, damn, in SA, Busiswa. Yeah. I really want to collab with BC, so I've told her that. Uh, Makazi, I've told Makazi as well. I really want to collab with her. Um, let me let me put a let me put a guy on here, man. Strava, I think me and Strava. Or and let me give you a fourth one. Uh, 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 the diamond, diamond, the diamond boys, the the ambition. I don't want to say diamond what. Uh yeah, the Diamond Boys, man, from from Ambitious. Uh, so those those four, uh, right now, um, are are amazing to me, and I think that if we, if we put our heads together, man, we would we would really fuck shit up. Um, from Nigeria, from Nigeria, man, who Rema Rema's really going crazy right now. Rema's really going crazy. Um, Burner Boy, yeah, another fucking legend. Um, also, I also spoke to him when he was in SA, you know, he told me we're going to do something. I'm just waiting for the right time. Um, third one, I want to give an up and coming. There's a lot of up and Thames. Yeah. Thames, another female artist from Nigeria. Crazy. I, I really want to do some work. You, 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 I get the feeling from you. You're just a big fan too. Yeah. You I'm a big fan. Like yeah. Some... Someone says Black Diamond, Black Diamond. That's the, that's the name of the group. Black Diamond. Yeah. Amazing. Fucking but you're amazing. you're a big fan, meaning if you hear somebody tomorrow that you like, oh my god, I love this guy. He's awesome. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's how I heard these people that I'm, I'm telling you about. You know, Tim's. I woke up one day. I was going through YouTube, found it amazing. I DM'd it immediately. You know what I mean? Uh, same thing with, with Black Diamond. You know, as soon as I heard a song, I DM'd them immediately. Like, yo, 
I think your work is amazing. If you want to work, let's work. I'm always reaching out, man. I'm always reaching out on the guy. Um, so give me t two last things. One is the younger you, what do you wish you had told yourself or someone had told you or you could tell, you know, a young artist, you know, the one mistake that you think you made, you want to, don't, don't do what I did. Hmm. To tell you the truth, I don't think I made any, any big mistakes. I don't think I made any big mistakes, but I would say, I would say, like, you know, worry less. Like, I would say, you know, stress, stress less. Like, you got this, dog. <laughs> why is that? Why, why have um, that confidence? Now, now that I look back, I'm like, you yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Why was I, I worried? Why was I? Like, why was I, why was yeah. I worried? But, you know, when I do that, I also understand that, you know, coming up, the way I kept myself humble and the way I kept myself working was telling myself that my shit was whack. I told myself constantly for years and years and years and years that you know, it's not good enough. You know what I mean? I was a perfectionist about shit. Um, and it got, it got to a point where that as well became a problem. And people started telling me that, yo, you don't celebrate yourself enough. You know, you need to relax now. Like, celebrate yourself. You're good. You know, you're good at what you do. Keep growing. But, you know, pat yourself on the back a little bit you know now now I'm, I'm finding time to actually tell myself that yo your shit's good you know we're not we're not at our our best yet because we'll never be perfect so as as long as you keep grinding you'll you'll you'll, you'll keep you know leveling up but i wish i could tell myself that man so uh, my my dad is sitting across from me listening to this so i'm gonna ask you this question when do you yeah. think your parents are the most proud <sighs> when yeah I think my parents have always been proud of me to tell you that she was not. There's I nothing in music. There's not one moment. Oh my God, she's doing it. Uh, to tell you the truth, I, I think from the, from the day from the day I probably showed them like artwork, and I and I showed them and I, and I said like I've saved up to mix and master. And uh, I think when they heard things like that, I think that was enough for them to say like, "Yo, you you are you you are definitely like you know." heading in the right direction like my, my parents let go of me at a very early age you know because i think they they taught me all they could teach me um and shout out to them i they they are my inspiration in life my, my mom and my dad and the thing is my mom my mom's been in a coma for the past Ooh. couple of weeks you know um and she literally just opened her eyes um a day ago you know um I got a call on Monday saying, yo, Soho, you need to come and say your last goodbyes. And the next day, I got a call saying, yo, she's awake now. Wow, you know? amazing. So she just, she, she's, she went into surgery today. Um, I got word that the surgery went well. I'm flying out tomorrow to be with her. Um, so, you know, I've got my hero back. Um, and, to, and, and I say that to say, like, my mom is the strongest woman i know on this planet earth you know my dad is the chilled calm one he's quiet he's he's the soft one you know he he taught me how to be a gentleman but my mom taught me how to be a beast you know my mom taught me how to not give a fuck um so yeah uh yeah i'm ranting now but yeah those are my no ears. i love it i love it so my father's listening and my mom is the same way so she's my <laughs> no offense barry but molly bell's my hero um <laughs> Teo, I, I love talking to you. I, I wish you all the best and continued Thank success. You. And your mu music is dope. And the 
the people that you want featured on, it's going to happen because you're an artist. You, you, you're good at your craft, and it's going to happen. Anything I could possibly do to help um, in our relationships and our knowledge in the music space, uh, let, let me know and, and try to think about us a little bit. Just a little we'll bit. Do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. We will do. Trust get... me, you're going to get an email right after this. Done. Trust Done. Me. <laughs> As, Rod, as my, my closest friend, the Ricky, says in the whole world, Ricky Ross, too easy. Yes. Too easy. <laughs> Thanks again for participating. Thank you, Have Brady. a great night. Thank you, Thank everybody. You, Thanks to you, man. Thank you so much.